How many know the presence of God's here? Amen. Now I'll prove, I'll, I'll prove it to you. You ready? There's, pl there's plenty of places you can check your pulse. <laughs> See? Go ahead, I'll give you a few seconds. How many have pulse? Amen. Prince of God's here in your life. In, in your life, out right there. <clears throat> I know you word people say so you, like, you, you, you like evidence, don't you? You don't want to just take someone's word for it. How many know Christ is alive? Amen. And he's well? And it's about the, Paul said, it's in him I live and move and have my being. Amen. You may be seated. Well, good morning and welcome to Grace Life Church. We're thrilled that you're here this morning and to be a part of what God is doing all over the earth. This is the greatest time to ever be alive. Amen. If you could have picked a time, and if you could have picked it out, if you would have had a choice. Now, God didn't give us that choice in his infinite wisdom. Uh, he decided and chose when we, we would be here for such a time as this. Just like Esther, you were born for such a time as this. Amen. And, uh, you know, here, here we are. We, we could have been born B.C. before Christ. We could, have, we could have been here on the earth when Christ was here. People said, that would have been cool. Well, you know, that, that would have been cool in so many ways. But how many know we have a better covenant yes. established on what? better promises than if you've been here on earth. Did you know that none of the disciples when Jesus died didn't even knew why he died? They didn't have a clue. They really didn't have a clue. It, 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 it was sometimes afterwards and actually they didn't really have real clarification on it until after Paul was given the revelation of, of, the, of the, what we call the Pauline revelation of what he actually came and did. So we want to go beyond you know, we want to go to the cross but some people stop at the cross. Well, you have to go to the cross. We need the cross. But let's don't stop at the cross. How many know he died? Amen. How many know he was buried? Amen. How many know he went into the lower parts? Yes. Where was that at? Hell. Huh? Yeah, it, it wasn't the Hyatt. It, it wasn't the Marriott, right? He went into the lower parts. How many know that he satisfied all claims of justice that's against you? Amen. He cleansed you and purged you with his blood. How many of his blood's holy? Amen. You think he's holy? Is his blood holy? Yes. Is he worthy? Yes. Well, the worthy died for the unworthy. And he cleansed you with his blood. Now, some people don't like this, but, but sometimes it takes a while for us to hear something because we've had an old idea and we've made doctrine out of it. Some people make doctrine out of gospel music. And I grew up with the hymns and the gospel songs. still love a lot of the hymns. They're just wonderful. And I know some people don't like them, like them at all. They say, well, you know, God's got a new way. Well, <clears throat> you know, we, the, there's a lot of ways. But Jesus is the only way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. But, you know, we, we don't want to stop at anything because he had to stop. So there, there was a resurrection. And the Bible says when he was raised from the dead, so were you. Isn't that good news? That means you have resurrection life in you. And the Bible says if you have resurrection life in you, Romans 8 said the same identical spirit, the same identical spirit, Romans 8, 14, different translations say it different way, but in other words it's saying the same spirit or the same identical spirit that raised Christ from the dead in hell, he said dwells in your mortal being. In your spirit. Now, all we have to do is find a way to release that. This is a few simple things this morning we, we want to touch. Uh, I, I don't have anything from Reader's Digest. Sorry about that if you, you want that. I don't have anything from the news. I hadn't watched that in quite a while. 
I'm, uh, they, don't, they don't really have any good news, and so I, I don't have, you know, I watch a little bit of the weather. And other than that, I get all my news right here. Amen. When you get all your news right here, there's the, the, your emotions don't have to go this way or that way. I have no, no idea what happened in the world yesterday than a man in the moon, because I wouldn't listen to any of it. Huh? Well, you say, well, you need to be informed. I am informed. I'm well informed. I have the Holy Ghost on the inside of me. Is he informed? He's the best, he's the best meteorologist that ever hit the planet. <laughs> you know, when you go to the doctors, you know, they're called practitioners. What, what does that mean? They're practicing. You ever went to a doctor and he practiced on you? How many, you don't have to raise your hand, but he practiced on it didn't really work. How many still got the bill? You, you get the bill whether it works or not. Now, we're not against doctors or, you know, anyone in that profession. Thank God for all, all the, but, but, you know, I, I was in business for years before ministry and the business I was in, you had to produce what they wanted to buy or, or they didn't pay you. But in that field, they can practice on you. They can work on you. They can cut on you. They can have surgery. They could, they could explore. I'm sure there was a time I was in a, in a room with one and I could almost see he was on WebMD and I thought I could do that. <laughs> well, the Holy, Holy Spirit is not a practitioner. Jesus had 12 disciples. One of them was Luke. Now, what was Luke's profession? He was a doctor. And he probably helped some people. But did you ever notice that Jesus didn't ask Luke one time what he thought about anybody being sick? He didn't get his advice from Luke at all. You know why? Because he knows all things. The one that, the one that lives on the inside of you knows all things. You can, some of you here have a problem. The reason I know that is because you're breathing. <laughs> you, you have a problem somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. It's usually with somebody else. <laughs> it's like if they just stopped this stuff, we'd be all right. <laughs> somebody gets your body. Huh? I mean, your body has a voice. You don't know it so much when you're 20. There was years I just thought I was walking divine healing. I just didn't know when I was 32. I didn't, I didn't know how to body. When I got you know, closer to 50, my body it started talking. So we're here. <laughs> well, just keep on living. Praise the Lord. But that's all right. We still have the victory over that, right? You say, well, what if you died believing that? That'd be splendid. I'd be in heaven. You can't threaten, you can't threaten a believer with heaven. How are you going to threaten a believer with a word called paradise? You know, Jemison's just a little too light town. You know, it's paradise, Jemison. You say, well, I'm not from Jemison. We live in a really not, well, paradise. You have nothing to compare it with. Paul said you can't compare anything to this life with the weight of the glory it's weighted on you. I don't care how good you have, but it's better over there. I don't care if you have your, what's Joel Osteen wrote that book, Live Your Best Life Now, something like that. Well, your best life right now won't compare to anything, that, not, not, not just the, the very second you get into heaven. Amen. Amen. God's got good things in store for you. But you know what? Over in Deuteronomy, even on a no covenant, he said you could have days of heaven right on earth. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> days of heaven right on earth. Amen. That's a strange thing. I just heard the Holy Ghost when we were singing that, uh, the third song before the, uh, my wife came up and received the tithe and offerings. Uh, I saw George Jefferson. Uh, I, I forgot what his real name is. And I saw him singing that song and dancing. He said, moving on up. <laughs> and I said, what was that? He said, I said, well, what's that about? He said, that's what's happening this morning. He said, we're moving on up. <laughs> now, why would I be thinking about George Jefferson? You know? 
<laughs> on in the cleaners. You know, is a pen and moving on up? I won't try to do it. White people can't really do that. Y'all know it. We know it. We all know it. Praise the Lord. Have good intention. Just can't seem to get it out. It don't, it don't work that way. But how, how many are ready to move on up? Amen. Amen. Now, you know, when you move up, you're going to attract all, all hell's friends. <laughs> you do know that. Anytime you decide to do something for God, you will, and God begins to show you things and tell people, you will attract erasers. You're going to make a mark for God. You say, I'm going to make my mark. That will attract an eraser. Come try to erase the very thing that, that you're set out to do. But we're still on the winning side. Praise God, we're on the winning side. Man, I'm so happy with myself, I don't even know what to do. Hallelujah. I could preach from Genesis to the book of maps, but I can't do that, you know, because y'all probably want to get something to eat sometime today. Hallelujah. I'm not fit for a 20-minute service. I'm just not fit that way. Amen. You know, sometimes people go through stuff. They, they've had a difficult time. They need more than 12 minutes. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And if that's where God puts you there, but I mean, it, it wouldn't work for me to say, well, we've got to be out here because the next service is coming in. You know, we've got to clean the parking lot out and all such as that. Fred Price, y'all know who Fred Price is? He's in heaven now. This is his own words. He said, you know, he said, we're thankful that God gave us a church of 10,000 people. He said, but after it got over 300, he said, we had very little move of the Holy Ghost. We became a teaching center. His own words. He didn't say you couldn't. He said, it's very difficult. Very difficult. Well, it's, you know, it's just like taking a, a boat. You could, you know, you could own a, a boat or you could own a cruise ship if money's no object. And both of them in the right waters can turn around, but you can turn a small boat around a whole lot faster than a cruise ship. Huh? And when the church has restrictions and it has 57 committees to get through to see if we can buy some new, to uh, 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 different brand of toilet paper, I mean, you might get there eventually. <laughs> has to go through this committee. It has to go through that committee. Amen. So, you know, so, someone has to be in charge. Isn't that right? How many of you grew up? I, I did. How, how many of you grew up in a church that there was a family in that church growing up that, that it might have been yours? I don't know. But, but you grew up in a church that you just knew so, someone in that church, some family in that church was in charge. Amen. They didn't say they were. They didn't have to say they were, but everybody knew that, 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 that they're. They're in charge of this thing. Well, here's how, here's how it works. He who has the checkbook rules. And I don't even know what color our checkbook is. So I mean, this is <laughs> she signs my name. If I signed it, they probably wouldn't cast the check. They said, this is a forgery. <laughs> Amen. She's a good money manager. I used to complain all the time in those first three years. but we got in some fights all the time. After we said we do, we didn't. <laughs> I mean, we did a lot of things. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a mess. I mean, a big mess. She, she was kidding about all that, but it was actually the truth. She left me so many times in three years, I just told her, I said, this is the last time. And she says, I said, well, not, not, not for you, because I mean, I'm, I'm, I want you to stay. But I said, but our furniture just can't handle another movie. <laughs> I said, it just can't go through one more. You know, it wasn't oak. It was just that soft pine and whatever, and what we, what we could get when we got started. I said, but it, can't, it just can't handle another movie. 
you either go have to stay with me or not with me for the sake of the furniture, if nothing else. <laughs> well, that furniture's still around today and being used. How about that? Amen. And so the Lord really helped her, and we was able to move the light right along. <laughs> no, we thank God He sent us help. We both needed help. You know, she was talking about those things, but the, 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 the root of all those problems, whether it's marriage or otherwise, how many know what every sin, every sin, no, every would include all, right? Every sin is rooted in selfishness, self-centeredness, right? Anyone who's in prison who's guilty, of course they all said they're not, but anyone who's there guilty, it was rooted in some form of hate or, or selfishness. Why did, you rob, why did you rob the place? Why did you do this? Why did you do that? Why did you get mad? Why did you murder? Why did you kill? Why did you steal? It's all rooted in, in self, right? But when you get born again, self, self takes, you know, it, it, it goes out as far as the nature does. Because the old, the old man, what, passed away. Behold, all things became new. And then God says, love, love everyone the way I loved you. Now, then he gave us a, a place to look at that to know how to do it. And that was the cross. That's where everyone in the whole world was guilty at the cross, right? And he forgave you and you didn't deserve any of it. You weren't even asking for it. Amen. Amen. Now, that, that's a picture of how you do other people when they're, when they're dead wrong. When they're guilty. When they've done you wrong. What did Jesus do when we were dead wrong? He forgave us in you. He said, well, I'm going to forgive them. But I ain't going to forget it. You ain't, you ain't forgave nobody yet. Huh? But you can. You say, well, I can't. You don't know what they've done. I said, well, you a believer? Well, yeah, I'm a believer. I said, well, then you're telling lies. Well, you don't know what they did to me. I said, no, but I know what the scripture said. Romans 5, 4 said, the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. The love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Not only can you forgive and told to forgive, but God even furnished the love for you to do it with. Ooh, look at there. It's love that never fails. It doesn't say power or anointing or anything else. It says love never fails. Well, I don't have that kind of love. You should do this to the fruit of the Spirit. It mentions several fruit there, but it starts off with love. Really, all the other fruits come out of love. Love is the fruit of the Spirit. And so is gentleness and kindness and temperance and goodness and all such and such faith. But all those come out of the fruit of love. Amen. You're a loved child of a loved God. Why did you give a while ago? You couldn't help yourself because you're a love child. It was God so much nature to love you that he gave, his only, he, gave him, he gave you his what? Best gift. He gave Jesus. Well, you know, we said this a thousand times. I'm going to quit giving Job credit for it. He said if God had these things, if God had had these things, he said, I don't know if God had them. Joe Marsh used to say if, if God had these things, instead of giving Jesus, he could have gave you his son, or he said he could have gave you his, his truck, his, nep his nephew, his best gun, or his bird dog. But he did. He gave you Jesus. He gave you the best. The best for the worst. And now this gift is in everyone. So when you see how much God loved you, now you can see how much he values other people. When you see how patient he is with you, anyone ever need to be patient with you? Now think about it. Every, every hand ought to be raised. Has God ever been patient with you? Amen. So I said, well, I, I just don't have, that's one thing I don't have, patience. Then again, I said, you need all you ought to get born again. They said, well, I am born again. I said, well, patience is the fruit of the Spirit. It is. I said, oh, yeah, it's right, it, it, it's right in here on the inside. It's, it, it's right here in the new nature. You just ain't let it out yet. There's all kinds of things in us that we haven't let out yet. 
today's a good day to let it out. We're going to let it all hang out. So we can move on up. <laughs> Hallelujah. Psalms 103. Not my text, but I just heard to go this way for just a moment. Psalms 103 verse 1 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that's within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all, all his benefits. Notice he keeps on saying bless. He doesn't say forget. doesn't say be silent. doesn't say keep it to yourself. He said bless the Lord. Who forgives about half of your iniquities. Is that what your Bible says? About half of them? Oh, he, forg he, forgives all he forgave all your iniquities, all your sins. And who heals... All thy diseases. So he dealt with all sin and all diseases. It's, we, we, we talked about this today, but it's, it's interesting that we, well, last Sunday we talked about it. I asked you last Sunday to, something to this effect. Would God be willing to save anyone whose heart was, was, you know, if their heart tried about it and they want Jesus to be the Lord and the Savior? Well, will he heal anyone who, who wanted Jesus to be their Lord? Would he do that? Where would he do that? Would he do it in church? Would he do it at home? Would he do it at a bar? Oh, he, he go to a bar? What about a drug house? Maybe why you're doing cocaine, but if, you, if your heart was, you know, set upon the Lord. Would, would he heal you why in the act of doing drugs? How about during the act of adultery? Am I losing some of y'all? <laughs> so you think, maybe you think sin makes God nervous. No, he's had, he's had a lot of practice with this. It all started at the very beginning. All this, all this has been going on because two people went fruit crazy. Well, I mean, they couldn't do nothing else. I mean, we're not going to, you know, to, you know, Baskin Robbins. And I mean, they all fell for a piece of fruit. Well, you know, neither one of them could have had an affair with, with who? So they, they fell for fruit. Kind of fruity, don't you think? <laughs> People say it's an apple. I like. I don't. I don't know where you get that from. An apple, but I, I don't. Maybe it is an apple. I don't know. Maybe it's a pomegranate. Who knows? But it'd just be bad to think that the whole world died because of a piece of fruit, would it? Well, it wasn't the fruit, was it? No. <clears throat> they, the, the, they they listened to a lie. They listened to a deception, and Satan began to talk. And he said, "Look, look, look, look." He's he's, he's trying to get him away from what God already said. He said. Look, you can see it's good. And she said, it, it does look good. He said, oh, it is good. He says, really, God just knows that if you partake of the fruit, you'll know all things that he knows. You'll, you, you'll be like him. My gosh, they were already like him. They were the gods of, of this planet. Little G, but they were the gods of this planet. He walked with them every day. Actually walked with them every day. I mean, how much closer can you get to God than that? But they got to looking at the one thing that they thought they didn't have and, and swallowed the whole deception. And that's all Satan does. He, he, he gets, to, gets you thinking about and looking at, well, comparing yourself to this person or that person or their life or this marriage or, you know, how come my life went this way? And we all have a story. How many got a story? Everybody here has a story. Some of you, we just need to forget it and move on. I call it Fido. Forget it, drive on. What you going to do with that? Fido? I'm going to Fido that. Fido. F-I-D-O. Forget it. Drive on. Amen. Paul said, I'm, I'm, I'm not even looking backwards. I'm pressing toward the mark of the prize of the high calling that's in Christ Jesus. He said, I'm going to apprehend everything he apprehended before. 
He said, I, don't, I can't even understand why he apprehended me. He said, I'm, I'm the least of all. He said, I'm the one who persecuted his church. He said, but he has apprehended me. In other words, he arrested me. And I'm going to find out why he arrested me. Amen. 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 Well, you, he arrested you. He come found some said, I, I found the Lord. You've never found anything. You didn't find the Lord. <laughs> you didn't find the Lord. He found you. <laughs> he come, he come sought you out. Amen. You thought I'd come find the Lord. No, you didn't. He just put a little thought in your idea, sent someone to you. I mean, millions of ways he can do it. And he did it. And now you're here. Well, I wished I could be healed, but the doctor said I can't be healed. And, and you know, there's been a curse in my family for all those years. And now the curse is coming down to my life. That's the reason I got this physical problem. That's not the reason why you got it. The reason why you got it is because you're ignorant. Ignorant means not knowing. Doesn't mean I didn't call you stupid. I'm ignorant of many things. Amen. Like I said many times, you, you, if you wanted to fly in the plane, you wouldn't want me to be the pilot. You'd be an idiot to let me take off in that thing. We're not going to make it. Huh? You say, well, it's a curse. Well, it might be a curse. Well, we need to get rid of all the curses. Well, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus thinks he, he, he thought he already did that. In Galatians 3, he said, he redeemed you from all the curse of the law, being made a curse for you. For curses, everyone that hangeth on the tree. Why? That the blessing of Abraham might come on you. Amen. He took care of the curse and laid, and laid down a blessing. Amen. You say, well, how are we going to deal with all these second, third generation curses? We're not going to deal with them if you got any sins. How do you think Jesus is our example? Amen. Now watch it, watch it, watch it, because I'm going to challenge you right here. I'll watch it about these curses. How come Jesus never dealt with one of them? I, I know it's the best-selling books on the market right now. That's, that, actually, that's what's moving the church along is whatever book's the bestseller. It's real popular. But you're not in that covenant of curses. You've been redeemed from all the curses of the law. Huh? The curse of it all. So if any part of the curses try to cling on to you, you need to go back and read what belongs to you. What Jesus did for you. What he set down for you. What he paid for, overpaid for. We need to quit making payments. He said, well, I paid for my car last year, but this don't seem right. I'm not send the payments. So I, I, I just been keep on sending the payments till I feel better about this. Can you send a few of mine? I mean, if you're one of those persons, you just set out to send payments and over, that's already paid, then I can send some your way. If it'll help you, in other words. No, that'd be foolish, wouldn't it? Someone say with me, I, I, I've been redeemed from all the curse. Because Christ was made a curse for me. I'm not in the Old Testament. I'm in the new. I'm in the better covenant. Established on better promises. Everything Jesus did is a finished work. And it's set down for me. And for my benefit. So I receive it right now. In Jesus' name right now. No curse. No generational curse. Can come into me. And to my family, and to my children, or my grandchildren, into my finances, into my body, into my home. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I say, go now in Jesus' name. I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. So now you know you got to go. And it's done in Jesus' name. And I'm so happy. I might just shout. Glory to God. Praise the Lord.
Well, that was the appetizer. And so I'm going to bring a statement forward that we've been uh, giving this one statement and kind of ministering out of the statement for several weeks. And uh, I don't know if you have time to write it down, but everything here is recorded. And if, if you if you want to uh, watch it again, if you have a, uh, um, a way to do that, it's on Facebook. You can go back and watch it or you can get onto the audio on SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio did a cover. A lot, lot of ways to listen. Amen. Don't ask us to make you a cassette. We're not doing that. <laughs> don't really want to make any CDs, to be honest with you. Amen. I don't even know if we have any CDs left. <clears throat> I mean, CDs one day, you, no one even know what they were. You say, what, the, what was the CD? I said, it's a cold drink. <laughs> That's what it was. We, we sold cold drinks. So here's what we talked about. We call it the law of recognition. And this is what, this is what the Lord spoke to me several weeks ago. He said, every good thing that you need and want to manifest your purpose is already inside of you. It's merely awaiting your recognition of its, of its existence. Say it one more time. Every good thing that you do need and want to manifest in, in your life for your purpose is already inside of you. It's merely awaiting your recognition of its existence. Now here's a verse if, you're, if you want to turn to it or make notes or if we're doing the scriptures up here. This, I'm in the NIV, but uh, whatever you, I mean, Whatever you have, do the best you can. It's in 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, and, or, yeah, 1 Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24. It says, May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 24, the one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. Now, you, you, you know this verse here talks about man on three parts. And we are of three parts, right? We, we are a spirit. We do have a soul. And the body is very easy to explain. We know what the body is. So spirit, soul, and body. This is one of the most important subjects in, in the Bible, especially in the New Testament. If you don't understand the three dimensions of you, uh, then, then you'll, un you'll never understand really how to receive. You'll, you won't even know who you are. And then you'll read certain scriptures and that won't be working in your life. You say, well, I mean, I know it's in the Word, but it's not working for me. And you won't really see who you are because you'll see yourself more as a, a person because you're more aware of your soul. Well, we all have a soul. It's a little bit difficult not to be aware of it. Well, the soul has five senses, doesn't it? Does yours have five? How many have more than five? Well, if you're born again, I think actually you have six. And if, and if, that, if that's true, I think it'd be called faith. Faith would be the sixth sense. Well, there's things that you know that, that, that you don't see that you, you put faith in even in the senses. Like how, how many of you put on perfume or, or cologne this morning? I took a couple shots. Can you see it? Can you prove it exists through sight? Can we hear it? Can we feel the perfume? At this point, can we smell it? And I suppose you would have some type of taste. Probably wouldn't taste that good. But most of the senses can't detect what you're telling me, and you can't even prove it. If no one saw you put it on. But yet you, you, you totally believe that, right? You have faith in that, even though you can't see it. You use natural faith all the time. You got in your car this morning, you just believe it's going to crank. Hmm? You believed it would get you here this morning. 
you believe that when you came here, someone would have turned on the heat so it would not be 30-something degrees on the inside like it was on the outside? Well, someone did do that. You believe the building would be cleaned. It is. You believe that the chair that you're sitting in would hold you up, that someone hadn't pulled a prank on you and sawed the legs three-quarters off, so after about middle of service, you go, plop, just for a funny-funny. Well, that wouldn't be too fun. No, you never thought about it. I wonder if, which one of these chairs pastors paying you know, just going to play a prank on us. No, you had faith in that. You get into aircraft and let them take you 20,000, 30,000 foot in there, and you don't even know the pilot. Never met him. Take you 20,000, 30,000 feet in there, and you don't even know him. Most time, you don't even see him. You don't know if, you know, you, you, you don't know if he's a midget. You don't know if he's tall. You don't know what his race is. You don't know, you, you, you're hoping you know what his education is, right? You don't know if it's a man or a baboon smoking marijuana up there. You, 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 you never saw him. You just get on the plane. It's a great day. Hope they got some more peanuts. So you use faith all the time. But see, that's just natural human faith. That's not the God kind of faith. But when you became a believer, you, you got filled with a God kind of faith. Amen. Amen. So there has to be misconceptions that have to be cleared up in your thinking. Otherwise, your faith will never become effectual. Now, listen to this. I've said this many times before, but just, just we're talking about recognize in the law of recognition what actually is already in you, just waiting for you to recognize it. When you recognize it, you'll access it. Huh? I mean, if I'm out in the boat and I see some, some water and I see a fish jumping, I mean, it wouldn't take much know-how. There's some fish right there. I just saw one jump, right? I might go throw my, my line over there hmm? because I recognize there's activity over there. Hallelujah. So what's the Holy Ghost doing right now in you? You ought to recognize that. What's he showing you right now? What's going on in the body of Christ? But more importantly, what's he doing in your life? You, you, you ought to recognize that. Hmm. So we're going to look at it uh, uh, real quickly. This will go through some verses. And uh, I've got it written down for sake of time, so I wouldn't have time to turn to all of them. But uh, I do want to give you references. I don't like preaching sermons that have no, that have no scriptural support. or so, I, I'm not here to give you something, you know, some, type, some sort of psychology to soothe your emotions. Which is what, which is what a lot of music is now. I mean, I don't know if you realize that or not. You know, Chris and I was talking about it you know, this week. It, it's very difficult to find truth-based music right now. There's a lot of songs that you may like, but if you, but if you go back and listen to them, I mean, e even a lot of the hymns, even though they were, I mean, I, I could get someone angry at me, and I don't want to get you angry at me, but I, I, I could take you to some hymns that we all sang and enjoyed, but a lot of them just weren't scriptural. Many of them were, but a lot of them just, just moved your emotions. I sang, I, I grew up in the Assemblies of God, in a Pentecostal church. At least twice a month, they go to, they go to number 199, just have a little talk with Jesus. How many of you ever sang, have a little talk with Jesus growing up? That's about the most unscriptural song that's ever been written. You say, oh my gosh. Now don't, don't leave yet. Don't leave yet. Let's just talk about it. Let's see if we can get the word to agree with those words. Have a little talk with Jesus. Sometimes you need a big one. Tell him all about your problems. Well, that's okay. We can find scripture. He says that you can tell him about. Let's see. I got to keep on saying, have a little talk with Jesus. Tell him all about your he will hear your faintest cry. He'll hear you if you're crying. And he'll answer you, you know, by and by. <laughs> if you feel a little prayer is turning, if you feel it, mm -hmm. 
then if you can feel it, then you'll know a fire's burning. Have a little talk with Jesus and just make it all right. <clears throat> you see anything wrong with that scripturally? If I feel, if I turn, if it were, then I know. Where's faith in any of that? Well, you know, it had the alto part, the soprano part, but we had, have a little talk with Jesus. Uh, had him all about, he will. I'd be Brother Gerald back there, he's in heaven now. <clears throat> and he was, you know, they was in the quartet. He wasn't at that time, but I said, I was right next to Brother Gerald, and he'd get down to the basement. He said, now let us. And we, it's plywood up there. And, 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 and uh, everything in my back legs, I mean, it was it vibrating. just like, uh. <laughs> There wasn't no verbs or reverbs helping him. I mean, it was the real deal. He, uh. <laughs> Only I can get that deep is I got to have a bad chest cold, you know, a lot of congestion. <laughs> like, uh, have a deep, uh. So a lot of, you know, a lot of, lot, lot was just entertainment. If I feel a little prayer. <laughs> and the Lord's just like, like oh my gosh. And Jesus like, I, I died for that. <laughs> they beat me at the whipping post for that. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. What's that psalm? Mom used to hate uh, number 209. Keep on the firing line. She did. She did. She hated that song. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't even know why. I don't know why my mother did not take me in that song. Keep on the firing. Yeah. If you find me brave against all evil, never run nor even lag behind. If you win for God and right, keep on the firing line. Anyway, I gotta get off that. <laughs> now, how many know the the scripture says, "Thy word is truth." So I'm just going to read you truth without any commentary for just a moment, okay? And you can just write these references down because time to get there will be at the second one. Philemon 1.6, or Philemon Yon, however you want to say it. <laughs> Philemon 1.6 says, The communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. I'll make some commentary here. This is our main verse. Now we want to recognize out of our law, the law of recognition, every good thing that you need and want to manifest for your purpose in life, it's already inside of you. It's merely waiting your recognition of, his, of it, its existence. So Philemon said, the communication of your faith may become effectual by the acknowledging, how? By the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. How do you want your faith to become effectual? He said here, the way that you do that is by acknowledging every good thing which is in you. Does that sound close to what the law of recognition says? It's merely waiting the recognition of, of its existence. So he said here, the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you, Christ Jesus. So there's, there's, I looked at both words in the Strong's communication. The communication, communication means the fellowship, the impact to share, to release, and to distribute. That the fellowship or the <clears throat> to impart, for you to be able to share the release of your faith, to distribute from your faith, will become effectual by the acknowledging 
of every good thing which is in you. The word effectual means to work, to activate, to be productive, of due result at work. So if you want your, the communication of your faith, the, the share it, to share it, to release it, to distribute it, to, to be effectual, which is to work or to be active or be productive, then we need to acknowledge every good thing which is in us in Christ Jesus. Now, he's not asking you to acknowledge it with your senses. Because if you do a sense check, you're going to find things that disagree with this word. Huh? You, you, you may have a doctor's report. Or you may have something that you, you're dealing with in your body. You, you know it. You feel it. But then I tell you, by his stripes, you were healed. That's a controversy in the natural realm. I remember laying hands on a woman years ago. And, when, and uh, she, she was going blind. And she came up there that last, she came the last Sunday and, um, she, with her, and she was quite upset because she went on Friday and she says, uh, she said, the doctor told me, she said, I have about a week left. And she said, I'll have no sight whatsoever the rest of my life. And I said, well, and she's in heaven now, her name's Jewel. And I said, can you see me? She said, no, I can't see you. She said, well, I can see a, a figure in front of me, but I, I can't make anything out about you. And, and, and oh, we were standing. I'm, I'm here. She's right there. I said, so you can't see any features. She says, no, I just, I just, I can see there's a, a figure in front of me, just like a mist or a fog. I said, okay. And she says, and then she had her glasses like this, and she said, and, and she says, the, the only, only way I can see anything, she says, is, is, she says, I couldn't see anything without these. And she was clutching them. Well, I heard something I didn't want to hear. And it wasn't that the Lord won't hear you. And, and uh, then I saw myself do something that I've never done since, thank God. I saw myself do this. Well, Brother Hagin, when he was alive, he said in the end days, he said there'll be two of the nine gifts that you'll see in, in great increase. And that's the, you know, the gift of seeing and knowing, which is the word of knowledge. Huh? and the word of wisdom. In other words, you'll, you'll, you'll see things. So I saw myself minister to her. Well, what, what I saw was, of course, she was physically moved and she had a physical problem, but these things were like gold. But in a week, these won't work. And I, then I heard myself say this. I said, Miss Jill, I said, do you trust me? She said, oh, Pastor, you know I trust you. I said, Jill, do you love me? She said, of course, Pastor, you know I do. She said, but, but what's that got to do with what I'm talking about? I said, can I have your glasses? And I took her glasses. Never did this before since, thank God. And, uh, and I said, so you, the only sight you got at all is because of these glasses. She said, that's right. And I said, once again, do you, do you love me and do you trust me? She said, absolutely, completely. I said, all right, can I have your glasses? And she, of course, I had them. And I took them and threw them on the ground and went. And I stomped her glasses. And she went, <gasps> well, I, you can see why. See? And, and, and I don't know what all the situation was, but I know the retinas were deteriorated, you know, in the eyes and the nerves and all that was, was destroyed. And there was, she was just headed towards being completely blind. And so I laid hands on her. And to be honest with you, uh, I didn't really want to go that route. I mean, stomping the glasses. You know, I was like, I was like Jesus, is there another way to do this? I mean, can't, can't, can't we just, you know, be real nice and lay hands or oh, maybe have some people come up and pray. <clears throat> he said, you could do that, or if you want to do what I want you to do, you'll do it this way. I said, oh boy. So that's what I did. 
Well, I, I handed my Bible and I said, Jewel, now, now read the Bible. I'll let hands on you. Bible straps your head. Now read. And she took the Bible. She tried to read. She didn't even know it was upside down. <clears throat> I was like, uh-oh. Now, and, and I tell you this thing so you'll know. So what I did, not even knowing half what I know now, I, I, I was like, that, that got me a little bit on the inside, like, mm. You know, and when I, and when I stomped the glasses, everyone in the congregation went, <gasps> in other words, the brakes got put on. Brother Hagin used to say the, the, some, they put the brakes on. Well, I, I had to deal with that. Well, see, I, I, I've had to cast demons out of people. Not that they, sometimes they weren't in the person, but there was, or sometimes it was they were being oppressed by the devil. Two, two totally different things, right? Being possessed and oppressed. Huh? Because sometimes you just think someone who uh, has a demon on the inside of them, that they're all going to be, you know, have fingernails this long and they're going to look like the Wicked Witch of the West and going to be going, ah! Well, I, I've seen and had that too. Amen. That's, and, and that's a lot of fun. Have a, you have a whole lot of fun, you know, if you just believe the Bible. Cast out devils, it's a great day. You know, just pack your lunch and go on. Y'all looking at me real strange now. Well, Mark 16 is, is commissioned. He says, he says, believers shall lay hands on the sick. And he says, and they shall recover. He said, but they also cast out demons. He said, well, I've never seen one. They're all over the place. He said, well, where's most of them? Probably in Washington right now. But anyway, there's a, there's a bunch of them there. You can go on the White House steps, go up and down the halls of the U.S. Congress and probably just find all kinds of them working all kinds of places. Huh? But they come across to be real sharp and polished. Amen. You might find one in the mirror. Who knows? Hallelujah. Well, so what I, I, when I was, and I'm, I'm in two stores here, but, but when I laid hands on this other person, the, the demon had to, you know, be released. They, people would, like, well, she don't have a devil, but she did. She did. But it was oppressing her. In this case, at a woman, she had three sisters. She had three problems with her blood. She had, she had female issues, and she had a cyst that if it moved, she could die at any time. And there was one other issue. And, uh, and I, I, uh, she came to healing school, and I ministered to her three times. And I, I didn't ask her at the time what her problem was. And I just saw myself lay hands on her, and I did. She fell down. I didn't try to push her down, nor did she try to fall down. She got back up again. Well, no, while she was down, I heard how the ushers pick her back up, lay hands on her again. Laid hands on her again, she, boom, she hit the ground again. While she's on the ground, I heard third time, I just heard on the inside, have, have the ushers pick her back up again, third time laid hands on her. Well, she came to healing school about two, two or three weeks later. And she told me, she said, you never asked me what was wrong with me. She said, do you remember me? I said, yeah, I, I, you was just here, what, a few weeks ago. She said, I had, she said, I'm, I'm from Montgomery and I heard y'all about y'all's healing school. I came down here because I have three issues. One, one's a female issue. And then I have a, a problem with, uh, uh, with, uh, there, I think it was cancer. They found some things of cancer in the blood. Anyway, it, it was three major problems. And she said, uh, and then I have, a, I have a blood clot. And she said, I've been to all three doctors. She said, the blood clot's gone. She said, the female problem's gone. And she said, all the cancer's gone. But at the third time, at the third time, because she was just a nice woman you could be. She was dressed really nice. She was a really nice person. She, she, wasn't, she wasn't possessed. She was oppressed. And she was carrying a lot of things from her past around. Now, this wasn't generational curse, but, 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 if you, but, but if you want to believe in generational curses, there's some demons, you know, who, who will, you know, they'll help you out with it. Yeah, they'll, they'll say, well, I'm one of those. 
you know. And so uh, I, I just got her to forgive some people. And I, and I cast, when I said I cast, a, uh, I cast this demon out, some people that was there went, <gasps> well, any believer, any believer could have a demonic spirit oppressing them. Once again, that don't mean you're possessed, right? Now, there is possession, absolute possession. But I mean, a, a believer could be oppressed. I, I don't think any, you could prove any way scripture that, that, that a believer, a child of God, born again, blood washed in Jesus, could be, could be possessed of the devil. Because that would be the nature of the devil. And you got the nature of God. But you certainly can be oppressed. Jesus sometimes had to deal with the spirit of infirmity. See, infirmity would just go all the way around. You go from this problem and that problem. It'll move around your body all kinds of places. As soon as you deal with it, it'll say, we got to leave here. But we'll, go, well, <clears throat> we'll just go over here to the kidneys for a while. And then they'll have a kidney problem. Then you have to go over there and you'll deal about the kidneys. And it'll run and it'll jump back, you know, to the, some other part of your body until you, until you deal with that spirit of infirmity. So just to clear things up, People went, they went, and I said, about the devil, I said, I cast you out in Jesus' name, take authority over you. I says, get out and, and, and leave her, and uh, whatever. It's been many years ago. So people was kind of like, they'd never heard someone cast a spirit out of someone. Well, it's, it's like this. You could live in a house that has termites. Matter of fact, it could be infested with termites, and you in the house. Does that mean you have termites? No. A house could have termites, right? Could absolutely be infested with it. Does that mean that you are infested with termites? No. Well, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Your body could have termites, but that don't mean you, the real person, you have termites. So if we get rid of the termites, the body changes. Does that make sense? Yes. Well, so... <clears throat> these things have to be understood. And you don't understand them when you don't understand the difference between spirit, soul, and body. That everything God does, see, the, the scripture says we must worship him in spirit and truth. The, the only way, the only person who can do that is a Christian. You, can't, you cannot be a Christian, an unbeliever, and worship the Lord in spirit. You can't do it. You can acknowledge him, think he's a great person, and say thank you and wave at him. He'll wave back at you. But you can't worship him in spirit and truth because you're not spirit until you're born again. But when you're born again, Huh? You're born anew. <laughs> well, you're not, not, now you're communicating with him on his level. He enjoys fellowship with you. Amen. So this morning, if you worship from your heart, you and God were just having your own thing. Hallelujah. Thank God for the corporate worship, but you, but, but you and God had your own thing. Your own time, your, your own place of intimacy. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. So here's the scriptures. Um, we're talking about everything that, to acknowledge every good thing which is in you. Now, the idea of all these things also I want you to get in these scriptures is that, that you have received all the fullness of him. Hmm? Because if you don't think you received something to the fullness or it's already, already in you, then you'll be looking for it. You'll be trying to find a way to get it. You'll be looking for someone to lay hands on you. You'll be going to the meeting of double portion tonight. See if you can get a double portion. Well, how many, know, how many of you think that you can double stack Jesus? 
I've never said that in my life, double stack Jesus. <laughs> Forget I said it. Would you take that off? How, how, how do you double God? Do you do that? See, the, the, these are Old Testament sayings. You know, these are Old Covenant sayings. But we're going to have a, we're going to have a, a fresh anointing. Is the other one stale? Does the anointing never get stale? No, no, it doesn't. Uh, the, tonight, the windows of heaven is going to be open. You mean they're closed? You're, you're in Malachi, huh? Isn't it funny how the church, even when receiving the tithe, still want to go to Malachi? To, to an old covenant? Well, when you do that, what you're doing is you're lawing, you're lawing people. You're putting the fear of God in them. And, they don't, and God don't want them to fear him that way. You're making everything a law that says if you don't do this, God's, God would no longer be the father. He'll be the Godfather and break your leg. You know, you, you, give, her the, you give her the tie, but, or, the, or the Lord breaking you a leg. <laughs> right? Well, it, 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 it is, tithe, is the tithe, is the tithe itself, is it scriptural? Well, absolutely scriptural. Abraham gave tithe. There was no law again. There was no law for it. How to do that? That was part of his acknowledging the Lord. It's your, it's your total trust in Him. And, and, and the best way we can say what tithe is, what it is is lordship. You're exercising lordship. And when you don't tithe, you can't tithe, you're, you're, you're living in fear. That if I, if I give 10 cents out of a dollar in the shape I'm in, I'm going to be in a mess. Well, you're, you're never going to obtain the place where you think you're going to by doing it on your own. Hmm? And you're not paying a bill because the, everything belongs to him. So all you're really doing is exercising lordship. And your faith is all God's looking for. See, he's not looking for your money, but, what, but when, when you're giving, he, he, the, the exchange is faith. Faith is the currency that you're spending when you give. It's saying the windows of heaven are open. They're not brass. See, that, that, that's old covenant thinking. He said he's already blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heaven places in Christ. He said, well, I'm, I, if I give, God will give. No, he's already given. Tearing up a few series here. Huh? What I give, God gives. That, that means when you gave, now God's compelled to go do something he hadn't done. You believe that? When, when I give, is God compelled to go do something that he hadn't already done? No, he's already blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heaven places in Christ Jesus. You say, why did he say that? Because I'm bringing you right back to this point over and over and over again. The law of recognition says this, everything that I need or ever want, life Jesus already supplied, it's merely waiting for you to recognize it. So that when I do it, I'm not trying to get God's attention. He, he's trying to get my attention. Say, look, look what I've already done. Look what I've already done. Is, is not Jesus enough? His work's finished. He wasn't finished because he was tired. They'd beat on him a whole lot. He was finished. The work, the work was finished. He sat down in heavenly places and sat you with him far above all principality, power, and might, and dominion. Where, where he's seated from, he has a good seat. Far above. Far, far above all. Principality, powers. What's he talking about, principality, powers? He's talking about the organization of demons. God, God has an order in, in, uh, of uh, military orders even among angels. Well, so, so does demonic spirits. 
there's different, and that's another teaching, but that's, there's principalities is the weakest demon on, on the planet. They're, they're just little aggravators, just like fruit flies. So, you ever been outside trying to eat somewhere and there's flies everywhere, just little fruit flies? I'm just like, God, you cut a watermelon and here they come, just like, and all their cousins. Well, you can't really get stung, can you, by a fruit fly, can you? But, you know, you don't want to, you know, if you're eating a cracker, you don't want them on your cracker. No, not that. I mean, it might have protein in them, but we get it somewhere else, some other way, right? We don't want protein from that. Well, then, but when you leave them, you've got principalities and powers. If you, then you've got spiritual weakness in heavenly places. These, these, these are the, the higher levels of demonic power. Well, Jesus said you have power over all the power of the enemy. Well, when, when's that going to happen? So I said, well, I'll tell you, when I get to heaven, I'm going to show the devil. Look, man, I, I get to heaven, I'm going to beat the devil's brains out. Well, you need to think about that because he won't be there. <laughs> How many of you counting on no devils being in heaven? How many think that's a good idea? Not just the seven years here during the tribulation down here. There's going to be plenty of devils down here for seven years. But there ain't going to be none in heaven for, for ever. And then we're going to come down with Jesus on a white horse after seven years. Right? We, we return with him while, while they're in the tribulation. Tribulation set into two, you know, uh, the first, uh, tri what's well, called the tribulation, and then it's called the great tribulation. Why is it called great? Because the intensity of it becomes greater the last three and a half years. But when we come down, the whole thing gets ended. I mean, it's not even really a battle. Here we are, full gospel. We've been eating for seven years. Who's going to mess with us? We're going to be huge. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I can't prove it. But I always said, I think we're going to come back on one of them Clydesdale horses. I mean, what else is going to hold you up after eating seven years to marry supper of the land? Hallelujah. How many of those no carbs in heaven? I'm counting on this. How about you? Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. You can eat, you know, donuts and stuff. Oh, donuts is holy food anyway. It's got the hole in it. But, uh, but it, it, it's an awesome day. So here we are. Now, now see your fullness right here. Jot these down. John 1, 16 said, Of his fullness have all received in, in grace for grace. Of his what? Fullness you've received. Ephesians 1, 22 says, And put all things of subjection under his feet and gave him head over all things, head over all things, head over all things, head over all things to the church. The 23rd verse said, Ephesians 1, Which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The body, so that said that we are the fullness of Christ. That God put all the fullness of Christ in you, the believer. In you, the believer. In you, the believer, what? His fullness. Amen. Ephesians 4, 13 says, Till we all attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a mature man, to the measure of the statue which belongs to the fullness of Christ. That's Ephesians 4, 13. If you don't like this one, you may be like that one. You may be like this one. Colossians 1, 19 says, For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in Him. And you're in Him. It pleased the Father for all the fullness to dwell in Jesus. They put you right in Jesus. Hallelujah. He's the vine and you're the branch. Glory to God. Amen. Now, <clears throat> I got this one on. Y'all put your seatbelts on, Brother Matt. And this is, he, this is his, my favorite scriptures right here. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. I mean, if, you, if you don't put your seatbelt on, you're going to, I mean, it's, 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 hey, this thing's fixed to hit wide open. Y'all ready? 
For in him, all the full, for in him, who? In him, in him, who? Jesus. All the fullness, the deity dwells in a bodily form. Jesus was the incarnate, his body was. Incarnate simply means invested with flesh. God came down to the earth in a human body form, invested in flesh. He, God invested himself, embodied himself in flesh. Through Jesus. Jesus became the fullness of God as a human in a body. And it's still that way today. And now you're the body. We're all the fullness of Jesus in you. What, what is that? That's Jesus with skin on. That's who you are. You're Jesus with skin on. You are a glory carrier. You say, well, have y'all got the COVID or the, like this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that's around, but, 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 but we have something else. You could be a carrier of COVID or you could be a carrier of the glory. Amen. That don't mean you can't, you don't, you know, people can't get sick or nothing like that. But I'm just saying, but, but what we have, you see, is going to win. If sickness had its way, you, you, you would die of anything. Whether it's, you know, the common cold or a fever blister. In its most insidious form, any form of sickness is a spiritual death. So if, if you've overcome anything, you overcame all death. Hallelujah. If the devil had his way, I'm sure most of you, if any of you, would not be here right now. And you know that. You know that. You have a testimony. You know that. If the devil would have had his way, you would not be here right now. He would have taken you out a long time ago. You know why he can't? Because he can't. He don't have the power to do it. Why? Because, because you're hid in Christ. You're, you're in him. Jesus said, you want him? You, you want her? Come in me to get her. Come in me to get her. She's in me. Come in. You, you want her? Come in me. You have to come in me to get her because she's in me. That's what I'm You ain't playing for her. Well, why would you play for her if you're going to fight? I mean, if you're going to fight, just, you know, just, you know. But Jesus didn't have to put a trick on him. Hallelujah. He's the heavyweight. So in him, all the fullness of the deity dwells in bodily form. Now, here, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is the Amplified Classic. This is, this is a good. I just don't know. We may have to receive another offering if I do this. I don't even know. Do something spiritual. I don't know what we're going to have to do. It's like there's two guys in a boat, and, and they had a hole in it. And they was out there in the middle. I mean, this, this you know, you're out there in the lake, and neither one could swim. And they said, oh, there's a hole in the boat. The hole in the boat, and, and one, you know, they, they really weren't that spiritual. And one said, let's do, let's do something spiritual. He said, well, let, let's pray or something. And the guy says, oh, I don't, let's take an offering. <laughs> I don't know what happened to them two old boys, but anyway, I hope they made it. Verse 9, you ready? For in him, now who's in him? We don't have that, do we? Are we doing that? Are those? That's all right, we don't have to do them. Colossians 2, 9 and 10, the Amplified Classic. For in him, the whole fullness of deity. I want you to get this. I'd rather you get this to be, than me finish my notes. For in him, the whole fullness of deity. Now who's in him? Jesus, right? The whole fullness of deity, the Godhead, continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature. Verse 10, here we go. Buckle up. 
and you are in him, made full and have come to the fullness of life in Christ, you too are filled. You too are filled with the Godhead. You too are filled with the Father. You too are filled with the Son. You too are filled with the Holy Spirit and have reached your full spiritual stature. And he is the head of all rule and authority of every principality and power. And you too. <laughs> Woo, glory to God. And we just trying to make it. Oh, stop it. Oh, you know, like sound like hee-haw. You don't need to know the troubles I've seen. No, but you're going to tell us about them, aren't you? The testimony tonight. Oh, y'all be afraid for me. I'll be found doing the Lord's will. Well, start reading the Bible. You'll be found doing it. Hallelujah. I, I grew up in that church. Hallelujah. Y'all just pray that we hold out to the end. Y'all ever heard something like that? My God, I didn't want to say it. I didn't know what to say. But they all look at you like every Sunday was testimony night and everyone had to do something. Well, you didn't have to, but they all just looked at you like, boy, aren't you going to say something? I'm like, I got up with the rest of them and I'm 15 years old and I said, I mean, it, it was like, it was just, a, I, I just knew to say what they said. I said, I said good to be here tonight. Really, I didn't want to be there. But my mother gave me no choice. I knew a little girl down the road. I wanted to be there, but that was not an option in my house. I said, good to be here tonight. That's one lie. <laughs> and I said, I'm 15 years old. You know, like, you know, like you think I'm a 90. I said, y'all just pray that I'll hold out. Hold out. At 15 years old, I, I, I was running track. I could hold out. <laughs> but I didn't know what else to say. <laughs> I said, y'all just pray I'll be found faithful until then. Well, I hadn't even started, but let's find faithful until then. I hadn't even got started yet. <laughs> y'all pray I'll hold out. My brother was there. And he didn't, uh, uh, he wasn't as accommodate as I was. And they said, Chris, would you like to say something? He said, nope. <laughs> he was the smartest one in the bunch, wasn't he, Barbara? <laughs> he was the smartest one in the whole bunch. He said, I got nothing to say. <laughs> you wouldn't want me to say what, you, what I'm thinking right now. <laughs> he got out of there and joined the Navy for six years and then never, never ever came back. Hallelujah. Lives in Huntsville. Worked for NASA. He's still, he's up in space somewhere. I don't know where he's at. Anyway. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. We did that every Wednesday. I mean, every Sunday night. Every Sunday night, we did it. But what, what, what we did is everybody stood up and told about all the battles they were going through. And they said, that, and, and, and I would say 80%, I'm not making fun. I'm just saying I grew up in this. I mean, I grew up in this. I, I'm, try, I'm trying to tell you what I had to come out of. Hallelujah. Now, I wished I hadn't been unchurched when I got to be 18 and I went my own way. I didn't go to church for 10 years. That ain't good. But it was good I was out of that. I need a decade to forget. It took a long time to get, to get over some of that stuff. So on their Testament, they, they tell us everything that they went through. And then they said, but y'all just pray I'd hold out. They said, pray that the Lord would give me strength, you know, to, to hang on. Hang on. I mean, it's just like someone, you know, it's just like, you know, hanging on to a rope for dear life. Or they got it tied around. I mean, I didn't know what all hang on, hold out when I'm 15 years old. All I can tell is everyone here is going through hell. I mean, I, I don't even know. 
And you know, I'm young. It looks like it's getting really bad when you get past 30 in here. Really, really bad. Everyone, everyone who got prayed for the anointing of oil, we buried every one of them. Every one of them. No one, no one made it. The Lord didn't take a liking to none of them. It was all, it was all their time. If you got sick, it was your time. It was just your time. Because we ended every prayer in the full gospel church. Lord, if it be your will. But if it ain't, we're going to miss her. But, but we'll, we'll know when we get there, we'll understand. Well, we didn't understand. We didn't understand nothing. We understood, you know, the cost of a funeral. We understood, you know, how someone's got to teach the Sunday school class because sister so-and-so that went on. I mean, and, and, and I'm in a full gospel church, full gospel, full gospel, full, full, full. <laughs> Have a little talk with Jesus. My God, then I went to Raymond. I was like, did the Lord rewrite the Bible? I mean, it's like, it's like, I mean, healing belongs to us. <laughs> Be like all of us. Because <laughs> I know some folks who, they didn't catch any of it. <laughs> One woman got up after giving a message in tongues. It wasn't, it wasn't the Holy Ghost. And, <laughs> and I don't mean to whatever, but I'm, I, I'm just sitting there. And one day I, I had no idea I'm going to be in the ministry of pastor. I, I mean, well, I left Bible school not even knowing it. Didn't want to be. But I'm just sitting there watching this stuff. And I watched this man come in. And, uh, and he, he was a problem, and, he, he, and this is serious. He, he dealt with serious alcoholic issues. And, but he came to church, but the church used that time to really double down on you ain't in church. It wasn't about relationship. It was you're supposed to be here. You're not working for God. You're not doing this. You're doing that. You know, that's what people do. Like people come in on Easter or Christmas. Like, where y'all been? Come once a year. <laughs> well, that, that's how you win them over. You know, just like, that's how you win them over. Lord, if you catch it, we'll fry them. No, that's, that's, that's just not, that's, that's not, that's not how you do it. That's not how you do it. It's the, it's the goodness of God that leads you to repentance, right? When the Lord heals you, you know, you don't deserve anything. He's like, he's like, the Lord just healed me. I'm, he didn't know what I did Thursday. <laughs> no, it's the goodness of God. So I, I, I just looked back. I was confused. But, but she gave a tongue and she, and she told this man, she said, uh, uh, she gave a tongue and then someone else in the family gave the interpretation. Now, I can tell you the tongue wasn't of the, of the, of the Holy Ghost and neither was interpretation. Because <laughs> he got up ready to leave and he was, he was upset. And before he could get to the door, the woman, the, the interpretation comes. She said, if you touch that doorknob and you go out the door, she said, the, 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 that's your, this is your last opportunity chance. She said, the Lord, the Lord said, this is your last opportunity. And, and, he'll, and he'll, you'll never ever be able to come back to the Lord ever again. And he went out the door. A few, few weeks later, he, out, he drives around. You know, depressed and depression, alcoholic issues died. Uh, truck went off the bridge and died. What, it wasn't interpretation. See, faith comes by hearing. Faith for what? Anything. Hmm? He heard. He heard. He heard. He heard. He heard. Then he believed. 
Why am I preaching this? I want some of you to believe it, that you're full, that you've already got all of it. And then begin to recognize, say, what am I doing sitting here waiting here? To do? What, what, what am I waiting on? Well, we're about to step into a new time. There's a, there's a new wave coming. A new wave? What's a, what's a new wave? What is a new wave? I mean, how, how many of you ever went to the beach and saw a wave? Is there any such thing as a new wave? Like a, a new wave that didn't exist before? How, how about the, the waves keep coming, but it's not, it's not a new wave, is it? Now, you, you could say it this way. The Lord's emphasizing something he, that he's already done, but he's just emphasizing something. He did that during the voice of healing days. He said 14 years, everybody on the planet could get healed of anything. So easy. But the Lord hadn't quit healing. But sometimes he'll emphasize a certain thing, whether it be faith or grace or whatever it is, the glory, whatever. He's just stirring us up about things that we've, we know, but we forgot. Huh? It's not, it's not a new wave. It's the same wave. We have to see these things that they're already in us. In us. That's why in Ephesians 1, he said, Paul said, I seek not to give thanks for you, making me to you my prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe. So there's three things he wanted you to know there. He wanted you to know the hope to what you're called to. He wanted to know the power that was to, to us who believe and the working of that power. He wanted you to have a spirit of, a, a, a spirit of wisdom and revelation, the eyes of your understanding, that you would know what he had done. Amen. He wanted you to know what he had already done. Yes. He, Paul said, I pray that they'll have a, under, a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know what you have done, not what you might do or could do. Amen. That's what we do when we petition people. That's what we do when we get prayer chains together. What is a prayer chain? Well, it's a form of agreement. But, but if you take it in your thinking, if I get a lot of people praying, it, it'll get the Lord's attention. Attention to do what? Attention for what? You think the Lord's moved by how many people sign a piece of paper? You can't petition the Lord. Put his hand on my head. We, we got 8,000. We got 8,000 signatures. <laughs> you got to heal him. He says, wait, 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 wait. One of my names is already Jehovah Rapha. I mean, that's my name. I mean, you mean I'm the healer? Stop it. <laughs> church, I, I grew up in this. We're going to bombard the gates of heaven. Y'all been in that church? Can, can't you just see a bunch of us just attacking the gate? And, you know, we, we're trying to scale up it. Who, who are we going to attack if we get on the other side? We you go to the throne room and threaten God to come back here and do something in Alabama? That's just dumb. <laughs> it's a wonder y'all have made it coming through this kind of stuff all of our life. And you, and you made it. I applaud you. Congratulations. Woo, you made it. <laughs> Glory to God. Y'all got five minutes? Okay, here we go. But you're a believer, right? You're a new creation in Christ. God gave you everything. When you were saved, old things passed away, all things become new. So in your born again spirit, your new nature, you receive what? Some, here's some of the things, not all. Power, faith, wisdom, love, righteousness, the ability of Christ. You receive the measure of faith. Romans 12, 3 said that, that he's given us, he's dealt to every man the measure of faith. The measure. That gets misinterpreted many times as a measure. 
But he didn't give you a measure. He gave you the measure. The measure of what? Of faith that he gave Christ. You have the faith of Christ. The faith of Christ. God's faith is in you. Not brand X, not generic. You have God's faith in you and you've got the measure of faith. So our new nature in Christ is identical to the Lord Jesus in every way. Well, that's strong. Your new nature, who you are in Christ, in Jesus, is identical to Jesus. 1 Corinthians 6, 17 says, He that's joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Why, why would you use, use scripture like that? Identical. He or she that's joined to the Lord has become a single spirit. That means what's in him must be in you if you're a single spirit. Amen. Can't be anything else. Huh? Your spirit is not in the process of changing or maturing or growing. Your spirit, spirit, soul, and body. I'm talking about your spirit now. Your spirit, Ephesians says, has been sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. You've been sealed up. Since you've been born again, the real you, you've never sinned. The real you, your spirit has never made a mistake. Now you say, I say, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm talking about your spirit. I'm not talking about your soul. I'm not talking about your body. I'm talking about your spirit. Was created, the Bible says your spirit was created in righteousness. His righteousness. Your righteousness is his righteousness. Jesus is no more righteous than you are in your spirit. You have never been a sinner one time since you've been born again in your spirit. That part is identical to Jesus. You are made up of three parts. Spirit, soul, and body. So one third of you is wall to wall Holy Ghost. You can't be perfected any more on the inside of your spirit than you are right now. That's why I'm preaching this a little bit along because people are having a hard time saying it. I say, well, we have, you know, we, <coughs> we have the unmerited favor of God. Well, you did have the unmerited favor of God. It was unmerited. You didn't deserve it. No one deserved it. But then God brought you out of that and brought you into the new life. In Christ. You're in Christ. He that's joined the Lord is what? One spirit. One translation said, he who is joined to the Lord has formed a single spirit. As he is, so are you in this earth. Not in heaven. As, 1 John 4, 17, as he is, so are you where? In this earth. As he is. Well, how is he? Is he unmerited? Well, now, now that you're born again and your spirit is identical to his spirit, then why do we still say that we're unmerited? You were unmerited, but now you've been born again. Now the blessings of God, you merit because you're a child of God. Huh? People have a hard time with that. But they don't practice that way with their own kids. They give their kids and do things for them when they've done all kinds of things wrong. You're letting them merit things that don't belong to them. Well, I'm not really merited. It's really unmerited. And it's just it's his favorite ain't mine. So that's why I said, you know, okay, so I, I don't have a Sam's card at Costco, but you're going to use your card so I can go in there because I don't merit one. No, you do merit it. You've been made identical to Jesus Christ. In your born again spirit. 
It's because you're completed him in your spirit. You possess the new man. You possess the new nature. You possess identical spirit. You have past tense already been blessed with all spiritual blessings. Ephesians 1, 3. So the rest of your life here, you're going to be learning to release in order to manifest in your physical life and body what is already inwardly. Because that's the soul part. You, 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 your soul, your mind hadn't caught hold of this. You actually have two minds. You have the mind of Christ and you, you have the, the physical mind of the flesh of, the, of man. You have two minds. There's nothing wrong with this. This, this one down here, he, 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 he don't need an upgrade. He don't need to go to Bible school. This, the spirit on the inside of you sealed right here, not, not growing. Huh? You have an unction from the Holy One. You know all things. You have no need to no man teach you anything right in here. It's the problem's right here. <laughs> G-bub. Huh? Your problem not forgiving is not here. It's here. Your problem of wanting to see things and do things is not here. It's here. The, the, the habits that are not goodly or godly habits is not here. It's here. That it manifests in your body. Your body is just neutral. It just goes along for the ride. So when we can change this and renew the mind to think this, then we'll hook this spirit up with this mind and the body says, what y'all doing to me? We're going to finally get you healed, old boy. <laughs> You're not going to want cocaine next week. <laughs> You're not going to be married to 14 people next week. See? The mind. So the mind has to be renewed. Sometimes I, I wish it said removed. Might, <laughs> might have helped some people get there faster. They could just remove their mind. Just cut their head off for a while. And then put it over here in the ice thing until they get it fixed and put it back. I don't know. But you got to redo it. Okay, let's finish with this. So we can only do this through the process of renewing the mind. Amen. So our faith becomes effectual or productive or active when we acknowledge every good thing in you, in Christ, in your spirit. When you're acknowledging those things, which are past tense and presently are, then you cannot acknowledge something that does not exist, is not already a reality. Now here's the, we'll finish with this. The purpose, this is the purpose and the goal, that in every situation we think as he thinks. See, so, so the, the goal is, in life, nothing, nothing wrong here. This is complete. Where's our problem? It's right here. It's right here. So when you get the spirit and the soul to interlink, they're all interlinked with the body, then whatever's in the spirit will begin to flow out into the, through the soul. When the soul is renewed to believe the word and see the word, which is true, then that that, that resurrection life will now can flow through. And sometimes there's, some of us get through, but the opening is, is very small. Very small. In other words, sometimes you could have, the city could be doing work, and you, you turn on, there'd be no water because they're, they're doing some work. Sometimes something could happen, and you have very little pressure. Sometimes you get in the shower and you don't know what's happening to pressure, but you think everybody in the neighborhood is taking a shower at one time, washing clothes. It'd be very little pressure. But that would be a form of water, taking a shower. But then you could, you could call the fire station and they could bring their truck and their hose and three men hold it and they could give you a shower. But that, that'd hurt. 
but it's still water, it's still a hose, right? It just depends how much it's getting through. So because our mind is not renewed to truth, we take the mind, the physical mind, and we interpret, uh, we interpret our beliefs through a physical mindset based on what our five senses have accumulated in, in natural knowledge and, and the Holy Ghost knowledge, which is absolute truth, is trying to get through all that corrosion, like a co corrosion on a battery. And can't get through there. When you start breaking away and getting rid of some of that corrosion, and you say, well, I don't feel healed. But he says, by his stripes, I'm healed. But man, I don't feel healed at all. It don't look like I'm healed. The x-ray don't look like I'm healed. Well, I, then, then I have a choice to make. What is my choice? I just go right back to the Word. I go right to Proverbs chapter 4. I go to Isaiah 53. I go to Matthew 8, 17. I go to 1 Peter 2, 24 and many other places. Proverbs 4 says, My son, attend to my word. Incline your ear to my sayings. For in my sayings, there's life unto those that find them. And health, medicine to all your flesh. I, 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 how does God do that? I don't know. How, how does taking the word and believing the word get into you internally and know how to medically fix your body? How can you take words off of a page, speak them and believe them in your heart, and then your body internalize those words? Isn't it, isn't it cool that, that, and I thought about this, I said so many times that when you think about joy, there's so many ways about the joy of the Lord is your strength. But that's what it says, right? Nehemiah 8 says, the, the joy of the Lord is your strength. James says, if you're falling or you have many divers temptation test trials, do what? Count it all what? Joy. joy. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I want to ask the Lord, why did you pick joy out of everything to strengthen someone's body or their life? He could have used anything. But he says, but joy, but joy is what I choose to strengthen you. So, do it. <laughs> he said, well, can, well, but I don't, you know, I just, it's, it's Monday and I got a little problem. Yeah, well, count, count all joy. Well, I don't feel like that. See, now, now there's your physical mind. See right there, right? So you, you have to let the spirit take over. One of them's going to win. Well, I'm trying to fight this thing. No, don't know. He, he didn't tell you to fight it. I'm, I'm going to be strong today. He never told you to be strong. When did the Lord ever tell you to be strong? He didn't tell you to be strong. He didn't tell you, he didn't tell you, you, you to be strong. He said, be strong in him. Be strong in the Lord. Amen. Problem is, you, you, you're thinking your strength comes from you. Oh, yeah, I had my Cheerios this morning. Low cholesterol and I'm ready to go. I'm strong. Well, that'll last about 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm talking about strong in the Lord from here to the end. I'm talking about starting strong, finishing strong. Hallelujah. That no matter what the doctor says, bless God, I'm healed. Why? Because I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. What's wrong with his strength? What's wrong with his might? Nothing. What's wrong with the name of Jesus? What's wrong with the Holy Ghost? What's wrong with the word? So what's your problem? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, but I, I just believe in telling it the way it is. Uh oh, here we go. Oh, I got to catch him and get along. <laughs> oh, the wife and the kids, and I'm telling you, this is this new administration, this all this and all that, and politics and all that. What's this world coming to? An end? It's coming to, it's coming to an end. Now, you may leave before it gets to the end, but it's still coming to an end. And the church just wants everybody, the church is a place that just wants Jesus to rapture us right now. And I don't really blame them. I was like, 
I wouldn't mind going myself today. I don't even have to see the Super Bowl. I don't care who wins the Super Bowl. Do they send you a check? They don't send me one either. That's just wrong. It's a root for million send us a dollar. How many go to heaven today be out with you missed the Super Bowl? All right. But let's let's don't leave because we're tired. Amen. Let's leave when we get finished. Let's finish our course strong. Amen. Paul said, I finished my course. I run my course. I run it with joy. He ran it with what? Joy. Paul was chained up. Watch here. This is to help you. I know I'm closed. This is the last door in the sermon. And so Paul is standing right before King Agrippa in chains. He was beaten. He wasn't supposed to be beaten. You can't, you, you can't beat a Roman. But they beat him. And he stood before King Agrippa. He says, what do you have to say for yourself? He says, uh, King Agrippa, hello. And I, this is scripture. He says, I think myself happy. <laughs> now, he'd he been on a ship for weeks, you know, chained up, beaten for preaching the gospel, helping people. He said, so what you got to say? I'm happy. I'm happy. What are you? You are? Y'all got any chains? Paul knew about chains. He got over to Acts 16. They chained him up for something to do again, beat him again. Getting people saved, blessed them, healed them, cast out devils. They beat him up, put him in prison. Put Silas in there too. Rats running all over the place. Stocks on their feet and all that. And they just said at midnight. You ever had a midnight hour in your life, a crisis? It's, it gets, it's where it gets really dark. It gets really dismal. Looks like there's no way out. Everyone's had a, but it was physically midnight. That's the darkest place of the time of your life. And at midnight, at the darkest place, this is Paul and Silas beginning to what? Sing praises. Uh -huh. They begin to sing praises unto God. They didn't moan and groan and complain. They said, oh, Lord, it looks like I'm working for you. You'd be helping me, but Oh, God, oh, Lord, where are you? What did they do? No, they sang praises. <laughs> I said they sang praises. Man, I wish I had some friend in here today. They sang praises unto God. Even at midnight, they begin to sing praise unto God. It said, and the prisoners heard them. Then what happened then? <clears throat> it says all of a sudden there was an earthquake <laughs> in the middle of their praise. There became, a, there became an earthquake and it began to shake the house. I always said that's where Elvis got the song Jailhouse Rock. Uh, the jailhouse began to rock and the doors and the prison opened and the chains fell off of their feet. Don't tell me you can bind a man or woman to God no matter what you put them in a situation that God don't loose them. Yeah. Huh? How God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that was oppressed with the devil for God was with him and God is with you. Greater is in you than he that's in the world. Greater is he that's in you. He's in you. He's in you. He's in you. In his fullness, he's in you. Hallelujah. You got a problem with the devil? The Bible says, submit yourself therefore to God. And to his word, resist the yeah. devil and he will run from you as one that is terrorized. Hallelujah. Woo, run from you as being one terrorized. <laughs> I always said that makes you a terrorist. <laughs> I used to be against terrorism. But now I is one of them. I terrorize devils. Glory to God because I'm submitted to God and his word. 
Yeah. And that is, it, it, it's, one, it's one of the translations that if you submit yourself to God and his word, you can now resist the devil and he will flee from you. But one translation says he will run from you as one being terrorized. To be terrorized, you had to be the terrorist. <laughs> you know, I don't have a doctorate in this stuff, but I'm just about, I, I, I read. Amen. If you've been terrorized, you, you're afraid of something. Yes, Lord. Huh? If the devil's running, what does hell look like right now? If the devils are running scared, it's a great day. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You, are the, you are the last people, on, I believe, on planet Earth in this generation that's going to wrap this thing up. God could have picked you from the front to the middle, but he said, we're going to need some different kind of people for the end. Because they're going to see a few things. How many of y'all know a thing or two? Because you've seen a thing or two in your lifetime. You like the commercial. I, you know, we, that insurance, we know a thing or two because we have seen a thing or two. Boy, we have seen some things. And you're still here. You're still here. You're still making it. You're still making it. You're still making it. You made it. But not just made it. You're an overcomer. I said you're an overcomer. You didn't undercome. You overcame. How did you overcome? You got the victory through Christ Jesus. So everyone say this to me. I'm strong in the Lord. In the power of his might. I'm not strong in my might. I'm not strong in my physical being. I'm not strong in my, my in wisdom. But I'm strong in his might, his power, his wisdom, his glory, his faith, his peace, his joy, 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 the joy of the Lord is my strength. I'm strong in the Lord. Power is might. I'm strong in the Lord. Power is might. I'm strong in the Lord. Power is might. I'm strong in the Lord. In the power of his might. Demons flee from me. In the name of Jesus. I am free. I'm free indeed. And he who the Son set free is free. Tell your neighbor, say, be free, neighbor. Be healed. Be whole. Be blessed. In the name of Jesus. I call you blessed in the mighty name of Jesus. If you need healing your body right now, come up here real quick. I'm going to lay hands on you and you will be healed.